0: Hi, this is Viv, and you're listening to a new episode of If I Did, You Can Too. The guest that I have for you guys today is someone who had been on TV, on national television, all kinds of social media, and he's been judged in all kinds of ways, and he's just here to talk to us about toxic masculinity and how that changed his career and his perspective towards work and life. This was one of the most interesting interviews that I had. It all started with a funny, friendly conversation and it went so deep and I enjoyed it so much. I hope you guys like it as well. So what are you waiting for? Let's get inspired. Okay, everyone. So we have Arash here with us. Arash, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Arash. I'm a fanboy of uh, Veve, a bit great Green eyeliners? (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, I'm Arash Barahman, editor-in-chief of Payvest Magazine. I'm a journalist. Um, I write and uh, do interviews with influential people in Iranian uh, uh, information and communication technology sector. Um, uh, Many people know me through social media or uh, through hosting some TV shows uh, related to technology in Iran.
0: Go ahead, Uh, Arash, start with your story because being in media, constantly having people to look at you, look at every single thing you do, other people telling you what you need to do. And the audience will be looking at you. They expect so many different things. And whatever happens in between, at the end of the day, you are the person who's at fault. You're the person who gets all the curses on social media and everything. Go ahead and start your story right from the beginning.
1: Well, uh, I started my career as uh, a very traditional form of journalist. I mean... um, uh, uh, for all those uh, Iranian guys and girls that has been born into the 80s, I mean, 80s of Iran, uh, they they were like, uh, they enjoyed a huge wave of uh, reformist media. So that gave a platform to many young people to start their career uh, through, um, I don't know, about 100 different media and platform uh, nationwide, uh, special editions and things like that. And it, that platform uh, gave me a chance to kick off my career as a regionalist. I mean, a very junior, very uh, uh, amateur one. Uh, first year of college. Uh, I uh, m- m- my career. Uh, First uh, push uh, was through um, journalism uh, uh, for economic uh, section and um, I never had a chance to uh, truly feel what you talked about, uh, about being uh, constantly judged. Being constantly watched and being const- constantly questioned about not only you talk about, uh, about what you are or how you see the world. Until I had the chance to work uh, at Iranian official TV, I was, first, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny little memory um, uh, that you just uh, awakened for me, to be honest, because I uh, didn't give it out. Uh, I don't know for more than a decade. Um, when I I uh, started my career in Iranian official TV, as you, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, it was about uh, uh, they wanted to use a young person for people to watch it to watch watch the show because they were all old, boring, white uh, suits. Uh, uh, people, they were talking about, uh, technologies that they didn't have any clue about it. And, uh, and because, uh, the main perspective of Iranian TV was that, uh, technology is evil and it should be uh, questioned and controlled. So even it was a show about technology. It's weird. It's very contradictory, but you see that on the TV. And uh, they were constantly like, okay, these games get people killed, right? And I was like, no. (laughs) Or they they were talking about, oh, this social media, they always use it as dating platform, right? I was like, no, to be honest. Is that a real job to do uh, content? uh, Again, we are talking about, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago in Iran. So when when you were talking about digital content creators such as yours uh they were like is that a real job <laughs> so uh, so they gave me this platform to uh, somehow confirm their ideas about how evil technology is um but um i was like no guys it's not it's not how it works nobody watches you because uh you're trying to undermine Something that you should, in fact, be advocate of. I mean, uh, the fact that you're trying to destroy these things in people's minds, it doesn't work that way. They should see how brilliant a programmer, a coder is, how brilliant a, um, a startup, Iranian startup is, how they change people's lives and careers and mentality. And you should give them this platform. To be honest and to be fair, they tried to put up with me. I don't know, they tried to put up with me for, I don't know, about eight years and two different channels, uh, we started our career at, it's a, it's a very funny story, my career started at channel seven, it's about education, I, many Iranians know that, so uh, I was supposed to be advocate of education, <laughs> but I hate formal education, so they were like, okay, it's, <laughs> or back-to-school a school campaign, Arash. Let's try to uh, encourage people how interesting uh, uh, ed- uh, education and school is." And I was like, okay guys, there's nothing to, you can learn about technology and current trends in your school. So don't waste your time. And they were like, okay. <laughs>
0: wrong person thank wrong. you
1: definitely wrong person and uh, I was like no wrong channel <laughs> I'm the wrong <laughs> you know you know that being a narcissist all the time I had to uh, redefine this this kind of um, I don't know re- uh, vision of me uh, I I immigrated to better channels through the years, I uh, went up to, I don't know, I had a few shows on channel one, uh, um, but most of it was uh, on channel four. They they really tried to put up with me, but um, what uh, constantly challenged them um, as our producer and or uh, as as the platform they gave me, they it was the fact that I wasn't what they suspected of a, masculine, um, I don't know, uh, very ritual person that comes to TV and talks to people about how dangerous life can be for teenagers. I was like, oh, it's so exciting. You can meet new people and you you can learn about many new things. And uh, I was very, uh, at that time, I was um, under this illusion that um, if they, the officials, they didn't like me. At least people love me because I'm trying to tell, uh, to come up with a true uh, story on these shows. And the funny thing was, I don't know you, uh, you, uh, how much you're familiar with Iranian TV, but uh, I don't know, 10, 50 years ago, it uh, it was a huge platform. I mean, everybody watched you. Not uh, not only people didn't like me as uh, someone who, who was trying to define the norms of uh, established media in Iran, uh, they hated me to the gods, <laughs> I was like, oh, what a hypocrite you are with your pretty face and modern clothes, oh, okay, and your, uh, I don't know, fancy uh, foreign uh, vocabulary, you're trying to come to the TV and tell us what we should do with our children, we hate you, and um uh, the thing... Uh, uh, The first thing that I noticed was um, uh, everything was through Texas because people, they don't use internet uh, for, I don't know, pools and uh, surveys. Um, Everything was dependent on direct calls, which is really limited. And uh, how many texts you get on the platform, uh, for example, how many people are watching you, Uh, we were doing very well at the time because uh, we had a fabulous team behind that uh, Uh, Many of my friends, very talented people, many of them uh, are are living abroad, just like you, and uh, they helped me to build this really friendly, positive environment to talk about technology on Iranian TV, and it was unprecedented. It was amazing. Um, every week I, I, I was going there. I was fighting with my producer, with, uh, I don't know, visual advisor, any kind of, I don't know who the fucker is that in the charge of the content. Oh, okay. I said, we said, oh, okay. I it's I okay. You can. Yeah. Go yeah, okay. ahead. <laughs> okay. It was for me. Um, uh, okay. If they didn't like me, at least people can, 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 can relate to it. And they were like, no, you are not one of us. We never had a chance to have that platform. And one more thing. And the thing is, okay, who are you? Are you, uh, why are, why he doesn't have a beard? Why he has tight jeans? Why, why, uh, uh he is uh, always so shaved and neat and uh, why he's, he prefers, I don't know, bright colors. I, some of them are, so funny (laughs) that I can't even remember but I was like oh okay not only I'm not loved and I'm judged because I'm trying to come up with a new uh, content for the people at the same time they hate me because I'm out of their box and I'm out of your comfort zone and uh, out of what they people should think that uh, a man should be, that, uh, and that was the core thing that I faced for the first time, oh okay, so that's the thing, I'm not masculine enough, I'm not macho enough for them, so if I was, maybe I was more relatable, maybe um, I was, they will let me to go on easily at least, I don't know, Um, I'm sure everybody that has been misjudged. Um, at some part of their life, they know what I'm talking about. So, um, it's made me be, uh, become conscious about how I uh, be judged based on I don't know. Um, it's not about sexual orientation. It's about sexual identity. It's like uh, people don't care how how do you uh, who do you sleep with? They are they want to know that. Uh, you're someone, uh, that, uh, comply to the norms of the society about what should man be. I mean, uh, if i wearing bracelets, oh, it's not masculine enough. If, if, if you're, uh, if you're dyeing your hair, it's, it's not masculine enough. So I was asking myself, so is that, is that, is that why many of those, uh, I don't know, talentless, uh, lazy ass bitches that uh, always uh, they uh, uh, look uh, they are behind the wheels at my career that's how they get, get they get the job because they know how to play with the rules and I don't and it made me conscious it made me conscious about these things and um, when I came back to the journalism because my uh, final choice always uh, always was to work for private media because I'm sure you know that when when you get familiar with the freedom, with the flexibility, with the liberalism, that you can uh, taste through digital media, it's very hard that uh, you should uh, you you put yourself in the box of official media, traditional media. So I I came back to private media, we kicked off PayVas and. Uh, for the first time i noticed maybe even i'm uh, when i i'm i'm the one who writes and maybe, uh, still that I'm the one who, who's not, uh, to be seen through the lenses. I'm the one when, when you, when people, uh, see a very fascinating, uh, interview with, I don't know, the ministry of the ICT in Iran. They see someone, uh, influential at Iranian Revolutionary Guard or any kind of relative, uh, any any kind of conservative uh, um, institute in Iran, they never noticed me, uh, the guy. They always looked at me and they were like, "Who is this different guy? Is talking to him?" Oh, okay. So I I can't tell you how many military person I interviewed through my career, but when I even when I talked about uh, internet with a military person uh, who has a high degree and high influence on what will happen to the society. And uh, the interview was live or interview was put on a website. So the comment section was open or anything like that. People uh, uh, People, instead of, Paying attention, uh, what the damn guy is talking about? Your internet, your future, your market, your uh, living. Your, I, I don't know. Your dating. Dating is really important, least for you. But they were like, "Oh, what that guy is wearing? Is that his real hair?" Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So so it was very dragatory for me. I was. Um, I I I can't tell you how many times I uh Faced uh, to the word faggot, I mean, okay, all the time, I, I, I even I checked my uh, Instagram, uh, I don't know, about half an hour before uh, I have this uh, wonderful talk with you, and I still check my messages, you know that how it works, you can always uh, check all the messages, so you should just scroll between them, I don't know, about every ten me- uh, every ten messages I get, I don't know three or five of them are really exactly they are trying to uh, attacking me as a man. I mean, uh, um, or or what is perceived as as they should think that you should be a man. Is that uh, um, is that something that uh, we should uh, discuss? I think definitely. I think definitely. What, what is, how it changed my career through times in, in, in many good ways. In many good ways, because uh, there was many ups and downs that I tried to learn about it. I talked uh, to you about one of them. I remember when, when you first called me about this uh, great idea of yours. Um, um, one of the uh, uh, key points and milestones that I, Reached the idea that maybe I should try to change this situation at least um, for for my um, space, at least for my office. Was when I was very junior, uh, I was working in a weekly. I I I, I don't want to give out uh, too many details because I don't want to breach anybody' pers- uh, privacy. And I think every stakeholder of this situation has been uh, already true enough. So I don't want to, I, I don't know, take revenge or anything. I just want to uh, put to emphasize how important it is when you uh, see a person that say derogatory things or jokes about uh, people, other people's uh, perceived idea of masculinity or machoism. It's really important because... Um, uh, i was working uh for a person that uh was very young uh very let's say fiery uh very uh, um i am trying to come up with the right words i, I don't want to uh, uh sound vengeful or anything i mean uh, it's not like that uh he only hated uh hurt me he uh, i re- learned many Good thing from this guy, but uh, he he was uh, somebody who made me constantly unsafe about who I am. He was like, okay, uh, is that a uh, male version of what you're wearing? Very funny, (laughs) haha, I mean, uh, all the time and um, many of my close friends they were laughing around i mean when you're paying somebody to laugh it works all the time you know how it feels oh very, oh very funny joke boss and i was like okay guys you trade full bitches anyway that person uh physically attacked me i don't know on some stupid grounds and uh uh, they fired him. It's uh, really water under the bridge. Uh, it's 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 past. Uh, but I don't know. Ten years l- later, he was accused, and uh, I don't know. Uh, he was sabotaged and uh, he was accused and stigmatized for talking to many of uh, his colleagues, uh, female colleagues, for, uh, I don't know, sexual predatory behavior. And when I uh, uh, read all those comments and feedbacks on social media, I was like, what the fuck I have done? And it was one of those uh, really deep, uh, dark places for me because I felt like, oh, I played along. I could have told him, I could have uh, told other people, I could have uh, told his uh, upcoming, uh, I don't know, employers that this guy is sick. His uh, daily behavior is, mixed up with uh, homophobia, with uh, sexism, and with sexually predatory behavior, uh, you shouldn't put up with it. But I played along I because I don't know him, he, he got married, he had kids, and I was like, oh, it, 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 it's okay, maybe he has changed. You know, this uh, stupid little filthy lies we tell uh, ourselves to, uh, I don't know, avoid confrontation. And when that happened, I I promised myself that I I will tell, and, and I kept that promise today because I um, I try to uh, to uh, communicate with people that it's not okay if if you're going out and people tell you bullshit things, uh, it's because you um didn't uh, stand up to the, uh, to them in your family at your family at your uh workplace it was a shock to me i mean um when i look back i of course i talked to my therapist about these things uh and i in um, recent years i uh, reached to the point that I realized that I should work with uh, professionals to get better in terms of mental health, and I'm not ashamed of that. That I, uh, I don't know. I uh, had pills. I had medication. I had courses, and I'm really proud of that. But the thing is, uh, he told me maybe uh, you spent many. A decade of your professional life to cope with the shock and it was true because you know I raised in a family my both parents my mother uh, and my father they both teach uh, uh, history and psychology at the university I, uh, uh, or Home was very uh, free, uh, uh, liberal, flexible uh, environment. My father always pushed me, encouraged us to be ourselves, to be different from each other. And when I went to the work, they were like, okay, if you're wearing pink, it means you're a faculty and we don't want to work with, uh, I don't know, any kind of pervers like you. And I was like, Okay so that's how feels to be judged and it's not uh, the real depth of things because um when i uh, narrate uh, when i give you this narration maybe you feel that i'm i'm the victim i'm not because i was a very mm, successful person at my work i uh, had the chance to work with this incredible People that I work with, with I don't know, through uh, 20, 21 uh, years, they are my friends, they are my family, they are my confidants. So I w- I had the safety network, but other people didn't have that. Especially when it came to not only the boys are uh, who are anyway, I mean, it's not, uh, again, it's not about how they behave, it's about how they look like. Uh, they not, not only they only... Uh, has been judged. I was like, "How the fuck should be hard for women?" I was like, "If I, if I, if I have this chance to, I don't know, uh, if I at least uh, buy, I don't know, any kind of." Uh, Mm-hmm. biological standard, I'm a man. So uh, they maybe they give me a rest for this. <laughs> I don't know. They give me a break for this. But uh, what happens to the others? Uh, what happens to the, to the women? What happens to these, all these ladies that I work with? And I, uh, I started to notice. And the result was um, at the same time shocking, painful, and very enlightening for me. I mean, because... I am uh, one of these people. I, um, uh, uh, we, I have great partners at Paywest. I mean, Bahram, Mostaba, Mehrak, they are very considering. I can tell them everything. Anything that happens at my home, uh, in relation to the media, other people. I, uh, we, we see each other and like schoolboys and girls, we talk to each other, I don't know, all the time. Or, I don't know, uh, any weird kind of... Uh, games we do to uh, hurt each other and make sure that we still love each other, you know how we torture the people we love. But um, uh, I I started to take notice at Mehraq and I was like how hard should be for her and I asked her "Um, do you feel not included and she was like okay it's uh, welcome to the club honey. (laughs) She was like okay she, she's working all the time with this white privileged, uh, I don't know, many, uh, time religious people, mostly guys that they can see, uh, they can see past what, uh, she is as a, uh, uh, as a woman, and she's constantly judged. I don't know, um, we, we had many, many uh, similar chances through the years, I, uh, she was my mentor, she was my teacher when I uh, started my career. And through the years, I had the privilege that every day has been open to me easily, just like that. And when it came to Mehraq, it was like, oh no, she's a woman, next please. And I, I felt that, I felt that and it was very um, saddening and it was very helpful for me. And I started to notice how I'm not included, why they always, uh, if, if they want to uh, do some, uh, I don't know, interview for the sake of the public, they know how to call. But if they want to really listen to uh, feedback, they never call you. They call that. Uh, they call the married, fifty-something uh, uh, guy who is in the suits and has a very relatable beard. So when when you uh, feel marginalized like that, you start to notice. If I'm so happy and so. Um, lucky in my life that I work with these people that they constantly understand me and help me and uh, back me up everywhere. What happens to all those people that they don't have this? What happens to this, I don't know, uh, cute little girls and guys that I uh, had uh, a chance to work with, I don't know, a summer camp or at a a startup uh, event or anything and they were uh, very very um, isolated they never had a platform to talk to talk about how they feel so um it 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 was that moment of epiphany for me so because after that i vowed i i will do my best to at least um, to be that example of i think what should this community be i'm um, i'm talking about i uh, oh it's funny when <laughs> because I'm when, when I start this narration, it's really uh, easy to fall in the pattern of, uh, I don't know, victim or uh, um, I don't know, someone who uh, never had a chance. But the truth is I had all the chances to change it and I should have. I should have. I should have tried better. I, uh, first time we met, do you remember uh, how that happened? You were furious with me. I mean, you must have hated me because of that. Do you remember? How was it?
0: No, what happened exactly? I remember a no. lot of good things from you.
1: No, come on. You're, you're being kind because I'm your fanboy. We had this panel. There was a huge there was a huge email at north of Iran. It was a lovely meeting and I was working with lots of friends. It wasn't beneficiary, really so we are tra- we were trying to do our best to do this freeland. The name was Freeland. So we were trying to do it in a festival carnival way in terms of uh freelancing. It was phenomenal, great, lovely, and everything like that. And in the midst of it, I I suppose uh, I proposed to Nima. Nima is the guy, is the boss. He's, he was he's the founder of Ponisha, and he's my great friend. Uh, he's living in Turkey right now. Um, um I called Nima and I uh, uh, I told him, okay, we should talk to some podcasters. I think Iranian Persian podcaster is a revolutionary friend, and I was right. I was right. And I told uh I told him maybe do some panels and talks about that. And he was right. We talked, we it happens all the time. It's really important. It's not just some vain memory. It's it's how I think I should take the blame uh that I didn't change this culture. Before and I didn't uh, do my part, um, uh, and it was uh, it was a panel about podcasters, and all those podcasters were men.
0: Yeah! Oh my God! Yes, I remember all of them,
1: them. and I didn't I didn't even notice because of all those I don't know double standards and all those um, misjudgment. Uh, I I don't know all all, all those. Um, absolutely uh vain things that uh has been nested in my mind so i didn't care i didn't care and i don't know you i'm not sure it's you i think it was kimia marzia or other great uh, podcasters that they brought it to the attention of the public Mm -hmm. and i was like oh no i'm the walking living breathing uh, um, example of what i hated what I hated, uh, so I'm contributing to something that I'm victim of. So I tried to reach, the, and uh, many people said that, oh no, uh, you know, because you, uh, uh, you, uh, you and all your androgenic uh, 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 <laughs> comments and clothes, you're, you're, a, you're, not, you're not a feminist, go, uh, go and fuck off. And I was like, okay, give me a chance to show my redemption. <laughs> so when, when it came to that, I had a chance to see you, and I, I'm sure um, I, I did my best, but I'm not sure I conveyed can what I meant. I was like, "Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to change it. Uh, I uh, and um, I can give you many examples that I should ch- uh, try to change this culture, but I didn't. I." Uh, um, I, um, I'm sure you know Nazani. Nazanin Daneshwar is the founder of Takhfifan and many great businesses uh, in Iran. She's a uh, fabulous, fabulous, uh, uh, successful CEO and uh, entrepreneur. She's at the same time wife and mother of two kids, two newborns, actually. And of uh, many years ago when I called, she's a close friend of mine, I called her and I told her, okay, I have these panels of, uh, about uh, issues of uh, female entrepreneurs. Uh, do, do you want to come? And many of my friends are coming. Uh, my, most of my uh, close friends are girls. So um, Nazanin uh, was was no I uh, no exception. So um, I called Nazanin and uh, she was like, uh, um, okay, right, sure. But um, have you ever tried? Uh, um, have you ever uh, give it a um, chance that uh, maybe uh, I try to be? Uh, I prefer to be judged ag- uh, along with other entrepreneurs, no matter what my sex is. Uh, she was like, I'm thankful that you're. Uh, noticing at the fact that uh, we need recognition and we need, uh, I don't know, a platform to talk about or female stuff, anything um, that means. But do you think that I, I um, wanted, I always wanted and tried to be someone to uh, judge beyond that, beyond uh, what I wear, what I do at home? Do, do, you, do you ever tried? She was, she, she's a man, She's. A, she's a star. She was like... Um, uh, Have you ever called a man and uh, told him uh, that, okay, I'm doing a panel with uh, male CEOs. Do you want to come? And I was like, oh no, you're right.
0: (laughs) I love her. Oh my God, I should interview her. Okay.
1: Sure, definitely. And she's a crazy bitch. I'm sure you would like her. You should um, follow her Instagram. She's talking uh, constantly about how she feels as a mom. Uh, as a wife and also as a CEO, she's a fierce, ruthless, cruel uh, competitor. She always dragged uh, uh, her rivals to the dirt. And uh, uh, I was, uh, um, every time uh, she asked for my consultation about anything in her case, I was like, oh my God, you're so wild. I can't keep up with you. <laughs> And I'm the asshole here. I mean, yes, you should I am this. agreeing with you, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> I know how all of those ladies feel because I didn't have enough experience. I mean, I had the opportunity uh, to work abroad and out out of Iran a lot, but also there was a short period of time that I worked in Iran, and boy oh boy, I can feel all of those things. Even the times that I went to Iran for the panel that we had together. Oh, every single time I had anything to do with Iranians, I can see all of this. And I felt it for a short time. But even outside Iran, this is happening as well. It's not only in Iran. But in Iran, it's just like next level for, for ladies. So I know exactly what she's been through. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a completely different, different environment. Like you need to try three times, four times even more just to prove just for them to pass to, your to, to have sexuality. a chance to have yes. a chance
1: to have a chance to have a chance and the thing is it's not it's not only it's very simplistic view that you will say okay you should try twice i don't know or more and then you will uh, get your platform it's it's just the beginning of the exactly. It's just tip mm-hmm. of the iceberg because you know why? Of course you know why. Of course you know why. Because when you try to be uh, someone in control of your life in uh, uh, your work life or anything. They start to say, "Oh, what kind of bitch is she? I mean, okay, a control freak bitch. Uh, look, look at her. She's so bossy, or oh, and she's so bossy. And uh, uh, is she lesbian? I think she is. And they are like, yeah, yeah. They will tell you. Anyway. I had all of this. Oh, okay. Wait, this. wait for it. Wait for it. Wait. Uh, and uh, what, what's the word that I love? They are like." You're so hysteric. Uh, and I'm like, she's not hysteric, guys. She's trying to prove a point. She's trying to making her point. If you listen to her, she doesn't have to scream. <laughs> I, I know. And it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, um, at the same time, it hurt me through my career. But it gave me a chance to relate my real audiences. Those people mm, who uh, have been on the same road, down to the same road, they they uh, felt something near, something uh, as uh, hurtful and at the same time as empowering, as being to, uh, trying to redefine the rules of the society, the community, and I think it's, uh, every day every day I feel that there are positive ways you know um uh, we've um when you uh, first called me uh to talk about these things you were like oh I, I think the first uh, I-, I i I made a story about it i, I remember you called me and you were like oh, okay hi Arash, why are you so happy who is your yeah. who is your drug dealer and it was like <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, oh, you know, mental health and yoga. <laughs> but the thing is, to be honest, I mean, uh, I mean, against all these very, very serious economic, social, political issues in Iran. What uh, really encouraged me and uh, um, helped me to stay relatable to my work is exactly uh, what I felt, I don't know, 15 years ago, when that guy attacked me and the floor of the, uh, m- my uh, working office because uh, um, I took a note that I should uh, be a part of, this change that changed uh, uh, the society, uh, uh, our community, the way that it should be harder for people uh, to judge you based on this toxic masculinity. And uh, when I look around me these days, I see that it changed. Wonderful. It changed. I, I don't know, so many people listen to your uh, listen to your podcast, uh, it's uh, 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 it's really something to be um, proud of. And at the same time, uh, when, I, when I look at you, I see this uh, different uh, personal, at the same time, complicated, uh, very um, twisted content that you create. I always tell myself, if, 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 all these people, all these young people, they uh, listen to Viv. it means that uh, our society changed. And uh, it gives me goosebumps, to be honest, <laughs> every time I talk about it. When, when, uh, uh, I don't know, when you leave a hyper person with, uh, uh, I don't know, dying materials in, at the, uh, I don't know, lockdown, uh the combination is a disaster. I was uh I I, I don't know. Uh, it was the first uh, month of lockdown in Tehran. Uh it was no ruse. Uh I felt I'm a I'm a super social person. I'm a very skilled uh, <laughs> extrovert. So when it came to isolation and social distancing, I was I felt fucked up. So I was at home, I called my mom uh, and we talked about, oh, do you think I should change my hair? And I dyed it, I don't know, platinum blonde or something. I I, uh, I dyed my hair and uh, when, when I started to posting pictures of me with the new hair through social media, people was like, oh my God, it's a new step for Iranian media. And I was like, really? <laughs> It's, it's it's just a hair i mean uh, how it's funny how people uh, relate these things to your personality because um, because i think it's just um i don't know packaging to be honest So uh, it's important, but it's important as far as it talks about uh, what you feel or how I see the world. It's not important more than, it's not about exactly how you feel or you think about me. So um, it's a wonderful journey for me. I try to be open and talking about these things. I always wanted to have this opportunity to talk about how... Uh, sticking into machismo in in any kind of community or uh, uh, professional uh, segment of the market, it can hurt you. That's why you don't have these uh, enough uh, um, uh, um, successful, uh, um, transparent, valuable, uh, uh, committed uh, women at the boardrooms in boardrooms in Iran. That's why. That's why every um uh, fucking great uh, market in the world is now tr- uh, trying to work on diversity in terms of uh sexuality in terms of skin color in in terms of uh inclusion and we should uh, give it a doubt because um if if you think I have a voice I have a voice in community of iranian technology after i don't know two decades of working i'm still young but it's uh, it looks uh very like
0: <laughs> i love it like i did not think that we would go this deep and the funny thing arash is that um during this week i've been dealing with this topic of toxic masculinity so much and i believe like universe honestly gives me ideas and topics just before this interview that i that i'm having with you i was with a friend and he was talking about how i have this masculine energy not feminine energy and i was just talking to him
1: what about the fuck how, is masculine energy i mean
0: <laughs> right yeah i'm like if if a girl handles everything on her own and she's like i don't need a man in my life to handle shit for me great does that mean i'm a guy
1: (laughs) yeah yeah does
0: that make me not a woman
1: yes because you make people insecure actually actually before before going deeper on the personal side of the story i want to clarify something i don't know you put it on the podcast or not but the thing is um my lovely bit it's um Oh, the most fascinating thing that came out of this for me was how I relate to my coworkers and colleagues, because uh, when when you feel and you take notice how society constantly judges you based on how who you are, you uh, uh, get more sensitive. You learn to be more sensitive about how people feel uh, vulnerable or, uh, I don't know, uh, undervoiced on their uh, working area. Because it it gives you a very powerful tool to relate to people not only based on how, when this angry coworker and colleague comes to your office barging in he shouts and uh, he uh i don't know swears words and things uh and says things that you think oh uh, it's uh honestly and basically stupid but uh you see beyond that uh violence you see that uh how deeply he is trapped how deeply uh, he never uh, learned to communicate in, uh, based on in based on his insecurities, he never uh, is comfortable to tell you he, he doesn't feel safe or uh, how he feels as a underdog which happens all the time in the uh, power structure of any work office. So, um, I started to notice this. It's not fair to uh, play the role of the victim. You should be someone who tries to change this, at least uh, in a very uh, small community that you can have a voice on. No matter it's your family, no matter it's your uh, office, it's your community, and things like that. You when when you first called me, uh, you, uh, you're such a funny girl. Uh, uh, I I know you choose to be silent on this particular uh, <laughs> podcast, but uh, she's so funny, guys, and. Uh, she called me, and uh, she 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 was like, "Oh, why everybody thinks you're an asshole?"
0: <laughs> because that is the truth. That is the truth. Like legit, I heard it from so many people. They're like, "He's an asshole." I
1: know, I know. And, uh, uh, and to be honest, uh, it's better to be an honest asshole in your business. To be someone how uh, I'm. I'm not trying to. Um, I don't know, uh, give it a holy twist uh, about what I am or what I do. But the thing is, if if you want to try to stand for some things in your life, you can't protect good with, without doing some bad. I think um, everybody knows that. And when you come to a um, business that is... Uh, um, about how you appear, you have to choose between how you uh, how you feel, how you think, and what you don't when When you step out of the box of your gender or sexuality, many other things get easier for you, for example, this kind of peer pressure every boy and girl should feel right now on social media to be constantly i don't know critic. To be constantly, I don't know, angry. To be constantly, I don't know, uh, uh have a stand. Oh my God. Everybody has opinions about everything. Very puffy, prof- very professional and deep opinions. And I don't have one. And people, uh, call me or text me or DM me and they say okay what about this new hashtag don't don't you want to say anything about it and I was I'm like no no I, I I'm a journalist I I know there's always more to the story I want to know the whole story before I react I I don't believe this kind of activism I don't believe that we can uh uh, do the things like that and uh, expect the things get better because we try to I don't know troll or uh, focus on somebody for I don't know one or two three days and then move to the next person move to the next person very mm, emotional it's a, train. it's a hate train exactly great word. And, uh, so I, I didn't want to do that. And when people ask me how you keep your calm amid all these judgments about who you are in, when it comes in, in social and political ways, I always tell them, okay, try sexual things. Try when people tell you about anything that they know you because, uh, the color of the shirt you wear. I, um uh, i don't know uh, one, 3 or i don't know 4 weeks le- uh before we de- do these talks um uh, i went to the um uh, mr jahrami's office he's uh the he was Iranian uh communication ministry he's a very con- controversial figure we had some interviews through year- the years and uh, it was his uh, I don't know goodbye interview and you know these goodbye interviews they are fine when you talk to them they uh, almost tell you every story or behind the story it, I love that so it's like something it's 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 very professional uh, but at the same time cruel because you wait for someone to die and at their death you uh, at their death you go and say okay come up with the two stories, what's behind the curtain. So I went there and I was wearing a pink mask. Very simple, it was pink. So I went to his office and he's a very funny, uh, joking guy and he told me, okay, uh, is that that mask comes in boy's color? And I was like, oh, okay, if you're the boy one, I I think I'm gonna give it up. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, if you ask me if he means anything, I would say no. But if you think that uh, I- I'm happy with it, no, of course not. Because I believe when, uh, 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 even it's the, the fact that people don't want to hurt you, it makes it even more hurtful. So um, when you told me we should talk about this, I was like, oh, finally, I can talk about it. I should pay you as my therapist."
0: (laughs) I'll be happy. I love this. I love how this conversation started as like a really friendly, funny kind of thing but it went really deep into what is wrong and what we can do in order to help ourselves at least to have a better, healthier relationship in the society with people that we're interacting with. We're going to wrap up the show because it's like we've been recording for a while. So Arash, go ahead and tell people where they can find you.
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter, Twitter, uh, under Arash Barahman.
0: Okay, so they can find you on Instagram and on Twitter under Arash Barahman, right? Barahman, sure, yeah. Awesome. Arash, uh, if you were to leave the people of this podcast with one last thing, what would that be?
1: Uh, be kind to another. Because um, um, because um, it's, it, it doesn't uh, make you an innocent uh, person it doesn't uh changes the fact that you can do mistakes everybody has mistakes but at least when you try to be kind you can listen you can accept and you can try to fix things Mm, that's it
0: wonderful thank you so much go ahead and say your goodbye whatever version of goodbye you have in mind to the audience and then once you're done with your goodbye i'll do mine Go ahead.
1: Thank you. Um, Guys, uh, I loved doing this. If you enjoy a fraction of uh, uh, the talk we had with uh, Viv today, I'm sure you would enjoy it too. Love you. Bye.
0: Thank you. And thank you, Arash, for coming on the show. This was Viv and Arash. Thank you guys for listening until like for an hour. Thank you for supporting the show. This was yet another episode of If I Did, You Can Too. Until next time, bye bye.